0: Us get going. We have a, another daf that's going to rock. Incredible, incredible daf. Let's go. Today's daf daf page sixty-five in We're going to start from Samach Dalid Amud We're going to go back um, to the beginning of the sugya. Six lines from the bottom of Samach Dalid New sugya. Here we go. Now this sugya is going to get into this topic. Is is um, Going to discuss the Machleikas that we had earlier about um, what creates a status. How many times, after how many times is a status created? Is after two times or three times? And we're looking for a bottom line law. Amr le Rabbi Yosef, re'i the Rava, le Rava. Rabbi Yosef the Rava says to Rava. B'Y minei mei Rabbi Yosef. If I once asked Rabbi Yosef, okay. Halacha Karebi, is the Halacha like Rabbi? V'yomar in, he said, yeah. is like Rebbe. Does halacha Now here's the problem. One says you develop a status after two times. One says you develop a status after three times. So how can you tell me that you rule like both? The well-known joke, right? The guy, two litigants come to the rabbi. They say their side of the story. The rabbi looks at one. He says, you're right. The other one, he tells him he's also right. The rabbitson's in the kitchen. She says, don't tell them they're both right. It's not possible. He says, you're right too. Everybody's right. Yeah? So, he's saying, everybody's right. After two times, after three times. So, I thought that he was laughing at me. I thought he was, you know, playing around with me. Omar Leila, he, he says, you should know, I'm not playing around. You should know. There are some open Mishnayis, plain Mishnayis that are not attributed to anybody in particular, and we know we, Halacha kistam Mishnah, the law always follows a plain Mishnah, and there are some Mishnahs that tell us that a status is created after two times, and some Mishnayis that tell us that a status is created after three times. Now let's explain how such a thing is possible. Says the Gemar, When it comes to the laws of marriage, and the laws of Malkios, which we're going to see, is not literally Malkios. Malkios liter- translate as Malkus, lashes, referring to something else. But and when it comes to those laws, we follow the opinion of Rebbe, of Rebi Vestos and the laws of how to establish a woman's set menstrual cycle, which we're going to go into each halacha of the and a after how many times of goring is an animal called a goring animal we follow the, we follow the opinion of Reb Shimon Ben Gamliel okay fine so there's four halachas we just said marriage and lashes follow Rebbe a vest and a we follow the opinion of Reb Shimon now we're going to go through each of the four cases and explain each case and how the status is developed Nisuin When it comes to marriage, this is what we just said. Right? What did we just say? Rebbe's of the opinion, this is how we learned, this is what we left off with on on yesterday's daf, but it's the same daf we're still on. And that is that if a woman is married to a fella for 10 years and she doesn't have children, and then she marries another fella for 10 years and they don't have children, so after that, somebody... um, who doesn't have children is not allowed to marry her, because a man's obligated ...in the mitzvah of puri rivia. Today's sugya is going to go through why only a man, not a woman, that's going to be the mishnah on amud Bey's... beezus hashem. We'll get to there, but after two times she's developed the status that she cannot have children. Hence, if there's a man who has not yet fulfilled his mitzvah of puri of rivia, he's not allowed to marry her. Okay, malchios. What is the case of malchios? The time we learned in a mishnah me shaloka a person who's transgressed twice. He's received Malchus because he's done active kares-related transgressions with witnesses and warning. <laughs> the guy's running around and he's, uh, you know, he's having affairs with married women. Whatever that, that actually is not uh, is, is more severe than kares. So let's say a sister, whatever it is, he's call, he's doing isure kares, forbidden things that are kares, and uh, with witnesses and asra warning and everything. Bezdin la keeper. This guy ain't stopping. Bezdin puts him into a keeper. This is, I believe, besides for the city of refuge, the only time you find some concept of prison in Halakha. Bezdin puts him into a room, say and they feed him foods, literally it's barley, but some, things that will bloat him, Achahe nikvaas until his stomach explodes. Suffice it to say that if you have somebody who's who's running around with all these Isurei kares and he's not stopping. So the Mishnah says that he's going to receive this um, consequence, and the Halakha is like this. Okay, so that's where after two times, you create a status. Vestais, what about establishing a menstrual cycle for a woman? So I want to pause before we learn the Mishnah, without getting too involved, we went through this in Nida, but let's explain for a moment. The sages tell us that there is, by a menstrual cycle, there is an impurity that exists. Now, keep in mind, whenever impurity exists, it's because there's purity that's lost. The menstrual cycle means that a woman just lost the ability to give birth to a life. That's what a cycle is. And therefore, whenever there's a loss of kadusha, tumma immediately kicks in. Tumah is not that you have a problem here. It's that whenever there's a loss of opportunity, a man cannot become an ida because we don't have the opportunity to bring a life into the world. Kacha, That's just the way it is. Okay. Now, the sages tell us as well, not only is it forbidden to have relations with a woman who's an ida, but we're also concerned that a person might have relations and during their relations, his wife will become an ida. How do you know that the wife... The woman won't become an ida during relations. So the answer is, you don't need to assume that. Unless, unless, and here's the exception. Unless it's an expected time period for the cycle. So for example, every 30 days is an expected cycle. Unless a woman has established a vest kavua. Now there's more to this. I don't want to get through the whole sugya, But what's a vest kavua? If let's say a woman, for three months in a row has had a 33-day wait between cycles. Now, you don't need to be concerned anymore on day 30 after that because she's already established, for her, it's only 33 days. And this holds true in a number of ways. It can hold true with particular patterns. If in January, a woman, you know, there was a 28-day interval between the first, period one and period two, and then in February, there's a, what did I say, 28? There's a 29-day interval, and then in, in uh, March, there's a 30-day interval, then in April you're only concerned about the 31st day interval, because any pattern that a woman establishes, it's once she once it's done three times, now let's see this inside that's not, we learned in the Mishnah Ein ha isha, top of today's daf she does not establish a set pattern to rely on it has to have happened three times and she also does not become to her, in other words, we also do not lose the concern of the Expected cycle So if a woman has 27 day interval 28 day interval 29 day interval So now we Now we expect the next month To be 30 What if the next month is 26? In order to break Any set interval That's been established You need three times Okay? So it takes three times To create And three times to break Fine. That's the halacha of vest where we follow three times. Where else do we follow three times? V'shar hamuad. Let's get a little bit into Masecht Bavakama. Yeah, a goring ox. The how we learned in the Mishnah, An ox is not established as a muad. What's a muad? An established goring ox that the owner has to be very, very careful with and is now obligated to pay more on, until there's testimony that is already gored three times. There's an opinion that oh, even after two times, no, we rule it's after three. Period. End of this conversation. Bottom line is, Rabbi Yosef said a question, right? He, he was talking to Ravah. What's the halach over here? Is it after two times that you establish a status? Is it after three times? And the Gemara, interestingly, is answering, it depends, in certain areas of halacha we're going to establish a status after two times. And in other areas of Allah we're going to establish a status after three times. Okay, let's get back into our conversation of the mitzvah of period the mitzvah of having children. Tanur Rabbonon, the rabbis learnt and so should we. Niseis L'Rishayin, if a woman married her first husband, they did not have any children again for 10 years. She's married to a guy. We've learned previously, 10 years, fine. They're married for 10 years, no children. Lishani, she marries a second guy. There's no children. What did we say? Is there a status now when it comes to marriage? Yeah, because a marriage we said it after two times. The halacha is lishlishi laitinase. She's not allowed to marry a third guy unless he already has his mitzvah of children. What if he already has kids from a previous marriage? If a guy already has kids, so no problem with marrying a, a barren woman. You you're, you're not, you have no obligation to try to have children anymore. Okay. Now, nissei slami sheein Lai banim. What happens if she marries somebody who never fulfilled this mitzvah? Tatezay beloksuba she goes out without aksuba. Now, well, this this you should jump out of your seats on this. We should not you we we should be jumping out of our chairs. She goes out without aksuba. Usually a woman goes out without aksuba if there's a problem with her in the actual marriage. Over here. She had two marriages. The third guy wasn't allowed to marry her. He married her. Why should she leave without Xuba? Tysavus is bothered by this tremendously and therefore Tysus is forced to say, you know what the case is? She hid it from him. She hid it from him. He had no clue. And since he has a mitzvah pre Varivia and he didn't know about her 20 years of history with the two previous marriages, then suva, but the truth would be that if he chose to marry her, then he still would be obligated to give her a kshubah. By they asked a question, searching for information. Hebra, follow along, this is amazing. There's going to be a fascinating back and forth. Nisais L'shlishi. If she married a third guy... Was she supposed to? Not if he was childless, right? And she didn't have children with him either. So now there's three marriages. No children. (laughs) Ready? Amazing. Says the Gemara. She marries a third guy. No children. The first two husbands were obligated to pay her aksuba. They were obligated to pay her aksubah. Why? They were married to her. After ten years, the halakha obligates the divorce. You gotta pay her aksuba. Okay? Now here's the deal. Why? Because nothing wrong with the marriage. But if she marries a third guy, she's now been married for 30 years, no kids. You know what husband one and two could possibly do? They can say, our original marriage to her was a mekach the whole thing. You see that she's a woman without a uterus, she's a woman without a womb, she has no ability to have children. We never would have married her originally, and therefore, dealing with the finances of things, you're only obligated in something financially when you knew what you were getting into. Now that it's been established that, and here's the crux, it's her problem and not our problem because until the third time, how do you know it's her? Maybe it's him. Maybe the husband's sterile. After three times, we, three husbands are sterile. It must be her. So the Shaila is, the question is, can they come and financially ask for their Ksuba back? Incredible question. Now let's explain. Me, Mutzi, amrulay. could they say to her, Igloi Mosa, now it's revealed, the Atu, the Garam, that you was your problem and we never would have married you in the first place and give us back our Ksuba... Aydoma, or maybe Matsis Amrale, she could say to them de which we're gonna see is a rule. That this word come out with and give you a little sneak peek. Okay. She's gonna to say to them, Listen, maybe 30 years ago and 20 years ago before my third marriage, I was able to have children, and it was you. Recently, I've gotten a little older and I'm a little less fertile. It's a good time, you know, <laughs> medically and scientifically, this is a good response. St. So Gemara says like this, Mistavra logic dictates, that she could say to them, they cannot demand the money back. She could say, no, you can't prove that it's on me. Now, listen, <laughs> I'm in the, the third decade of marriage. And that happens, that happens within the third decade of marriage. Good question, right? Interesting question, fascinating question. And a very important answer. The An important answer is, you need to take all variables into consideration. Okay, next, next question. Ibaluhu, they asked another question. Nisais Leravi. she married three guys and they all divorced her, no children. She now marries a fourth guy. Hayula and she had children from the fourth guy. You hear this? Can she go to her third husband who didn't have to give her a because he's going to say it was a Mechak Tais. I never would have married you if you wouldn't have told me about the 20 previous years. We said he didn't give her a ksuba, right? But now that she had a kid, she should go back retroactively and say to husband number three, listen, Zizkite, I could have kids now. It it, it wasn't a Mechach You didn't marry a woman who can't have kids. And she wants her Ksuba now. Says the Gemara, says the Gemara, she better be careful with this. Amrina and we say to her, your silence, will be better for you than your speech. Don't. be, Be very careful. Do not start coming with this claim that once you had a child from husband number four, you can now come back to husband number three for a ksuba. You know why? So let me. Before we, expo- I just want to say outside. Nowadays, when a husband gives a wife a get, we cut up the get. The then cuts it up, and they just give each one a document that a divorce happened. Why? The last thing we need is that some some yonkle, uh, chaim Yankel in 150 years comes across this get that was given 150 years ago finds an issue with the get and says they were never divorced and therefore we now have three generations of mamzehra so we, we, cut, we, we cut up a get that's what we do every bezdin, every competent bezden now is going to do that let me explain before we read it inside what the gemara is going to say you know what does she want to say give me my Ksuba, husband number three you know what I'm going to say to her Careful. You know why? You just had a child with husband number four. If you come back to husband number three and say, I could have children, you know what he's going to say? I never would have divorced you. The whole get is nullified. You're now living with a guy who's not your husband. And your kid's are moms Oh. <laughs> You're going to risk that? Let's read this inside. Incredible. says the Gemara, Demotsi Omar law. He the third husband will say to her if she demands ruksuba, I know I dated the Haki Lagar I didn't divorce you knowing that you're capable of having children. And therefore we're not divorced. Your kids or moms are moms oh, or okay. Now, according to this response, what are we saying? Maybe she could have, but we're going to tell her don't go there. Okay? We're going to tell her don't go there. <laughs> Ma, Mask of papa but Papa asks a challenging question. Eehi Shaska says her Papa, a beautiful question. What does it matter if she opens her mouth or not? Even if she stays quiet. Anan Mishaskinon does a bezdin himself, bezden itself, the husband, anybody. Now that we know why the third husband divorced her, don't we know that? Without the husband saying anything, the husband's going to say, Careful, I'll, I'll nullify the get. We ourselves should look at this case and say, Hello, we have a problem. There's a problem now. Right? Nimtza get battle. If something is so clear to us, the get is nullified. Uba Mam's mom's here. Allah, I'm reading de Briyasa. Rather says the Gemara. Fascinating. Ready for this? The same way we brought down the logic. That maybe, you know, the first husbands want to say to her, give us back our ksuba. What's she going to say? No, no, I'm not going to give back our Maybe back when I was married to you, I was healthy and, and now I'm weaker, right? That was the original svara after husband number three divorced her. Now the Gemara says the opposite. The Gemara says maybe when she, let's assume she got married when she was 20. Husband number one. She says, well, in my 20s, I wasn't able to have kids. In my 30s, I wasn't able to have kids. In my 40s, I wasn't able to have kids. Now I married a fourth husband and she has a kid at age 51. Says the Gemara, maybe her body was healed now. And maybe when she was married to them, she actually wasn't able to have children. Things change. And therefore, nobody can claim anything on her. If I would have known, you wouldn't have known anything. What do you know? Nothing existed by you, husband number three. Husband number one and husband number two, they want to claim the back. They can't do that because she actually wasn't able to have children. Rather, what we're going to say is, now she became capable of having children. Previously, she was intense. There's no mistakes over here. There's no issue. And nobody needs to pay Kshuva. Nobody needs to return the ksuvah. That is the bottom line. Okay. Incredible. Huh? Why cannot one or two claim the return of the ksuba? The question is, why can't husband number one, number two, claim the return of the Ksuba The answer is because at the time that they divorced her, they were obligated to divorce her, and she wasn't capable of having children, so they can't put that on her. Okay. They don't know. Okay. Says the Gemara. Two dots. Who Amar Mina, the he Amar Mine. Okay. The couple doesn't have kids. And each one is saying that it's the other person's uh, physical issues that are causing the lack of children. Okay. The husband says, I know it's my wife's issue. And the wife's saying, I know it's my husband's issue. Okay. Now, Amaravami, Devarim Shabina. Anything that's between him and her, anything that goes on privately within the marriage, Namenus. She's believed. You believe the woman. amai. why? He kaimala beyaira who like him lay beyrakehaites, she knows if he shoots like a spear, like an arrow, and he doesn't know. Now, what is this referring to? So there's a fascinating, fascinating Brysa which states the following One of the signs of infertility in a male is the strength that the sperm comes out in. And we've learned this previously in Yavamas. Any relations that end with the sperm coming out strong like an arrow with force. That's the type of relations that can lead to a childbirth. Otherwise, if it's weak, it does not lead, it, much lower chance of it leading to a childbirth. Says the Gemara, if he says it's on her, she says it's him, you know what her number one claim about him being sterile is going to be? She's going to say, I know what it, uh, at the end of the intercourse, end of the relations, I know that nothing shoots out. Not that nothing comes out, nothing shoots out. It doesn't come out with force. The husband himself doesn't know whether it's coming out, how strong it's coming out, whether it's coming out with force. She's the one who's believed to say, listen, I can feel in my body what's happening. And in my body, I'm putting it, I'm saying to the husband, She's saying to her husband that don't put it on me and therefore say I don't have aksuba. This is actually going on you. Okay, bottom line, we had a question. Is one believed over the other? Answer is yeah, we actually are going to trust her about where the issues are more than we're going to rely on the husband. Okay. What about a different case? What happens if Amar Ihu, the husband says, insiv I'll tell you what. Azil, I will go. Inciv, I will marry. Ittisa, another woman. They're going through a divorce now. Okay? Because they can't have kids. Now remember, we're going to see on number base. it's a husband's mitzvah, it's not a wife's mitzvah to have children. It's not her obligation. So the husband says like this. As they're going through the divorce, he says, I'll marry a second wife. Biblically, you're allowed to do that. Let's see if she becomes pregnant. If she becomes pregnant, then I'm out of paying my wife a ksuba. Because I just proved that it's not me. And I'll check for myself. I'm Ravami. No. He still needs to give her a ksuba. He can't say, oh, you know, it's on, it's on you. Eh? Why? Says Ravami, because I hold. If you marry another woman besides for your first wife, Yatesi viyetin ksuba. A man goes and marries a second woman. The first wife can demand a get, and you need to pay a Ruksuba. Rav Amar, says, Adam kama A man's allowed to marry multiple wives, besides for his first wife. For the Islay, as long as he's able to financially support them. Okay, and as long as a wife is not going to take any sort of of uh, loss so to speak, of how she's cared for by the husband taking additional wives, the husband's allowed to take additional wives. Okay. Says the Gemara, top of Ahmad Bey's, another uh, idea to wrap up this, sugya. another conversation when they're going through a divorce, focusing on whose fertility problem it is. Who, Amar, if the husband says, Afelas Bigoy Eser. Okay. The husband says to the wife, you know, during the 10 years we're married, you had a a fault, you had a nathal, you had a miscarriage. And therefore, what do we learn when a woman has a miscarriage? It starts, starts again. The 10 years start again. So he says, I don't want to divorce you yet. I don't want to divorce you until 10 years after your miscarriage. Vihi amra, lay a fault. I didn't have a miscarriage. Incredible. It wasn't a miscarriage. It was a strong period. Whatever she says it is. She she's testifying about her body. Amravami We trust her. The woman's trusted to tell us what's going on with her body and what has gone on the de hipila because if it was true she did have a miscarriage Nafsha akarta loy maxika. She would not want to make herself look like a woman who can't have kids. So the Gemara is giving a qualification of, of when we automatically trust her. And that is, if she has nothing to gain by this. If there's nothing to gain, so then we're going to trust a million percent. Hipila, she had a miscarriage. V'chazar v'hipila, she had a second miscarriage. of v'hipila, she had another miscarriage. lina l'nafala. Now she has a chazaka that she cannot give birth to live children. Okay? And the halakha is as Rashi kicks in over here, um, he's obligated to divorce her because he already sees there's a status. She can't bring she can't help him fulfill his mitzvah pre brivia. Says the Gemara, who amar Apila What if the husband says, You had two miscarriages? I'm not ready to divorce you. I had three miscarriages. Amrvisib bin ben Lazar. Of the this happened in Yeshiva. And they said, You trust the wife. Tim because if it would have only been twice, Nafsha Why why does she want to establish herself for her future for the rest of her life as a woman that's giving birth to children that are you know that uh, are miscarried? And therefore we trust her as well. Period. End of that sugya. We're up to the Mishnah now. Listen to this Mishra, This is amazing, amazing, amazing. This is going to teach us why the mitzvah is on a man to have children and not a woman. Now, keep in mind, you know, we, we, we mentioned a few fascinating things the other day that this only that, you know the if you're outside Eretz Yisrael, some, the, you know you, you can't put the same uh, you know the 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 same weight on the ten years. Because maybe the, if you'd be living In Eretzor you would have children The S'chus of Erdogan, the Mitzvah of Erdogan. So there's other parts of this But it's a, suffice it to say This is a fascinating, fascinating idea That's being shared over here And a lot of practical things that do come out Of this daf and the previous daf When it comes to many, many Halachos dealing with infertility As well as family planning Okay, next mission, here we go Ha'ish Mitzvah I'll pray of Riviya, a man is commanded to have to fulfill the mitzvah of, pray of, Rivia, of having children. Avaleya isha, a woman is not commanded. A woman has no mitzvah. I want to share with you something that's going to blow your mind, blow your mind. Okay, there's there, there's so much to say, and it's daft. You can't say everything. I just want to share the the Ar-Sameach says the reason why Hakadosh Baruch Hu never put a mitzvah on a woman is because Hakadosh Baruch Hu does not put mitzvahs on people that are hard to do. And since a woman goes through the pain of childbirth, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is never going to tell her, you must have children. Because it hurts. because Baruch Hu doesn't give us mitzvahs that hurt. The ways that they're... Yeah, it doesn't hurt a man. As much as we want to you know, say, uh, you know, as you want to say, oh, we're going through a bit. It doesn't hurt the man. So Akadosh Baruch Hu says, listen, you have a chiv. go find a wife, as willing to have kids. That's her decision. But the command... A woman to go through, uh, to go through a trauma like that, and to say you have a it's not the way of the Torah. Fascinating. Now we're going to find sources now to go through, but just the, that overview is a beautiful concept. It's a beautiful idea. Let's keep going. So the Tanakhama says, the obligation is on the man, not the woman. Rebichim ben Broka argues. He says, nope, the bits is on the woman as well. Ashneim huaymer, the Torah says about both Adam and Chava, by avarich, I summer like him. Hashem bless them. By Yemer, Lahem him, bru rabu. And I go. The brochu said to the two of them, Adam and Chava, you should be fruitful and multiply. And again, it's worthwhile repeating. What is the difference between fruitful and multiply? The mitzvah of being fruitful is the actual physical children. The mitzvah of multiplying is the quality that we put into children. Hence there are paiskim that say even a person who has not who does not have children and has not fulfilled this particular mitzvah of of peru can still fulfill the mitzvah of revu we can expand ourselves into others we can give over our ethics we could give our finances to help a child or whatever it is if we expand what we have into others that's what that's the word rove revu cause the word rove to expand that's why a Rebbe is called a Rebbe. That's why a Rub's is called a Rav. You're obligated to expand yourself into others. Hence, says Rosham, Shiner, Hirsch, that it's incumbent. We have to realize there's really two parts to the mitzvah. Okay. Says the Gemara, Menoha How do we know that a, according to the Tanakhama, at least, that only a man has the mitzvah of peru and not a woman. Amar Rabbi Ilam Mishum Rav Lazor, Rabbi Shimon Rav Lazor, Rabbi Amar says in the pasuk, Umilu asa arz v'chivshua. You will fill the earth, v'chivshua. You will conquer it. Ish darker lichbaishevni, ish darker A man goes out to war. A man uses the word conquering. I'll beat you up. Yeah, right. The two kids fighting. Two kids fighting. Who's Tati is stronger? Who's dad stronger? One kid says, My father's so strong, he uh, he built the Swiss Alps. Yeah. Yeah, my father's even stronger. He killed the Dead Sea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fine. Yeah, guys. Guys like to conquer. They like to do stuff. Yeah. All right, tough guys. Says the Gemara. No, other Just the opposite. Vichivshua, tarti mashiv. is is a, a plural expression, which seems to imply both of them are going to conquer the earth, both man and woman. it says which is written in singular, there's a difference between the Kriya and the ksiv, the way it's written and the way it's read. Hence, uh, what we're learning from this is that only one, only the man is has the mitzvah. Yesev has another source that the, uh, the man has the mitzvah, not the woman. HaKadosh Baruch says, to Yaakov avinu, I am Kel Shakai, Peru be fruitful and multiply. Yaakov Avino had wives. V'leikamar Peru Uravu." He didn't say to Yaakov, "You with your wives in multiples, in plural, we'll call it, should have children." So you see, the mitzvah is given to the man to have children, not the woman. Whoever was by of yesterday, don't jump out of your seats. This is this week's parsha. Listen to this incredible Gemara. The same way there's a mitzvah to say something that people will listen to. If you know somebody's not going to listen, don't say anything. Keep your mouth closed. It's a mitzvah to not say anything. omar Riv Abba says it is an obligation to not say anything as it says ready for this from eka. do not rebuke a scorner perhaps he will come to hate you rebuke a chacham, and he will love you you know why this is incredible listen to this beautiful beautiful, beautiful vart on the Parsha from the Chassam Seifer that we spoke out yesterday with Timin Khamar. Chassam Seifer has a fascinating question the beginning of our parsha, Parsha Emor, Hashem tells Moshe, Emor El ha-Kohanim Bnei Aaron, the Amar Daleim, say to the Kohanim, the sons of Aaron, and say to them, right, the b'am, do not become impure. Ask the Hilgul Khsam Seifer. Rashi is bothered by this too, but let's focus on the Khsam Seifer for a minute. It says the Chsam Seifer, say to the Kohanim Bnei Aaron, redundant. Yeah, thank you. Pinchas earned it on his own. Bottom line is, every Kohen is a son of Aaron, every son of Aaron is a guy. Yeah, but, come on. Says the Gemara, incredible thing. Says the Chassam Saifer. Emar Allah say to the Kohanim, do you know who you are? B'nai Aaron. You are B'nai Aaron. You, the way you teach the Kohen is Allah is by teaching him that he's special, he's beautiful. He's different than a regular Yid. He's elevated. And therefore, the Nefesh Lehi time you, my little Yingol Kayan, when your friends are playing soccer next to a cemetery, you can't go there because there's a tree, because you're holy, not because uh, Judaism is difficult, but because you're B'nai Aaron, that's who you are. Emerlach what should you say B'nai Aaron? Oh, wh- why is this incredible? Why is it incredible? Because, says Achsam Seifer, he reads this Pesach incredible. Al tochach lets Don't rebuke, literally means a scorner. He says, don't rebuke somebody by saying, you're a scorner. Ten years back, he'll oh, hate you. If go to somebody say, hey, shot!" He'll hate you. If you rebuke somebody and say, "Ah, you're such a chacham, you're such a you're such a good person, you're a tzaddik," it's pasnish, It's beneath you to be doing something like this. Then Yehavcha, he'll love you and he'll listen to your words. If you rebuke somebody by telling them they're a low life, they'll respond like a low life. If you rebuke them by telling them they're chashul, they'll respond like a chashul person. And that is the word in this parsha as well. Says the Chasam you know you say them. Guys who they are, stuff. Therefore, you have these you have these important uh, uh, restrictions. Here we go. Let's keep on. A person is allowed to change their words for the purpose of peace. Doesn't say you're allowed to lie. You're allowed to change words around for the purpose of peace. This is, this is what you should say to Yosef. Please forgive everybody. Okay, this is what the brothers were trying to change around to find favor in the eyes of Yosef. Ibn Sun says, Mitzvah. Okay, not only are you allowed to change uh, from the truth for the purpose of Shalom, it's a mitzvah to change. Shmuel. <speaking in Hebrew> Shmuel said, Eichh Elih Vishama Show Ragadani, how can I go? is gonna say, Um uh, Shmuel will kill me as well. Debate Rabbi Shmuel Tana, God Allah Shalom, you not only is it a mitzvah? HaKadosh Baruch himself changes. Baruch Hu Baruch himself changed from the complete truth, we'll call it. Temei uh, originally when, when, uh, um, when Avram and Sarah couldn't have children, so what was said, Sarah left. She was mitzachik. She left and she said, She said, I'm old, my husband's old. But when Hashem came to Avram to rebuke him for what Sarah said, it's fascinating, he puts the responsibility on Avram for what Sarah did. He comes to Avram, he's given Avram's, wife, he says, you know what Sarah said? Sarah laughed. Avram, why is Sarah laughing, saying that she's too old? He didn't, Hashem didn't tell Avram that Sarah said, my husband's too old. He only said, he only told Avram, you know, that Sarah's too old. You see that you're allowed to change for the purpose of keeping Shalom Baye. Rabbi says he held that there's a mitzvah both on the husband and the wife, a man and a woman. Itmar. we learned. Rabbi Yechman Breishu Malavi, Rabbi Yechman Breishu Malavi argue. Chad one says Allah lach Rabbi that it's a mitzvah on the woman as well. But Chad Amar in a lach Rabbi says no, there's no mitzvah on the woman. Damar in Let's say it's a proof that it's a Yechinu who says. That we do not follow Reb Yechon and Breka, and there is only a mitzvah on the man. The Yosef because Reb Avoh was sitting. The Kamar Maseid Reb Yechon Halacha, he was saying in the name of Reb The the Halacha of Reb Yechon and Ami Reb Asid and they turned away, meaning they were unhappy with the fact that he said Reb Yechon holds like Yechon and Rebeka. So it must be that Halacha is not like Reb Yechon and Breka. That's why they turned their backs. Speaking of the armies, some say it's all differently. Omar, Ami, Some say Reb Chilbaraba was speaking, and Ravami and Ravasi were the ones who turned it away, turned turned their backs. Suffice it to say that the halacha is not of Rebbeichan Hols. is not like Rebbeichan on Benbreaker. Omar, Papa, Papa says. It makes sense if you hold Reb one who made the statement. That's why they only turned their backs. They didn't argue on him, yeah, because he was very close with the Caesar. And his palace, and he, he was in an elevated position. A very important message in life, by the way. You could argue on somebody, but if they have a position, you got to. You still have to treat with an element of kavod. Okay, they weren't scared of him, but if you're in a position, you got to be careful. <speaking in Hebrew> they should have. They should have screamed back at him. What do you mean? Ebirach never said that. But instead, they turned their backs. Okay, so it's more logical to say that Rabbi Avahu was the one talking. Says the Gemara. My Have Allah. What is the bottom line psak. What's the halacha? Are women obligated in the midst of pre of or are they not obligated? We just brought the tanakamo. We brought Rabbi and Breika. We said Rabbi Yichnen doesn't hold like Rabbi Yochanan and Breika. But what's the bottom halacha? So says Gemara. Toshma, come and listen. There was a incident that took place, Rabbi Eichanan, in the shul, in Kisari of Omar. And Rabbi Echinon said, that the husband has to divorce her and give a ksuba. And if you're going to say that a woman has no chiyov to have relations, why is it important to give her a ksuba? Why is he saying, you know, it's important to give her a ksuba? Right? It seems that she wouldn't have received the Ksuba otherwise. Says so, no proof. You know why? <inaudible> Maybe the woman in this story in Kesaria, she came with a Taina. She came with a Taina, meaning she says, I should be allowed to stay with, uh, to stay with my husband. He, <inaudible> like the story, The <inaudible> there's a woman who came in front of Ravami. Um, Relay, listen to what happens. The woman says to Ravami, again, what are we trying to clarify over here? Do women have a mitzvah priya or not? We know a man does. What about a woman? What's the bottom line? Halacha. So, I want my husband to divorce me and give me a ksuba. You know why? She wanted to have kids and she knew her husband was sterile. She knew her husband was not able to have children so she wanted to demand a get. Omar Le, Ravami says, Zil, go out. Loi mifkad. Know what lay mifkad means? You're not obligated to have kids. What are you demanding? What's the difference to you? Hashem does it right, and this goes back to what the Ar-Sumayach said before, right? Fascinating. Amarle, um, she said, "Misivu dila." What's going to be with the woman? My tahave Allah the Haq Misivu dila. I'm sorry. In, in my old age, what's going to happen to the woman? You know, she says fascinating. She says, um, Rabbi, if you make me stay with this guy who's sterile and I don't have children. He's going to pass before me. I'm not going to have a family to care for me. I'm going to be old and lonely. Nobody around me. How can you do that? Omar. Kafina. You know what? She's right. Poor message. Yeah? She's got a valid claim. She's right. We got to do this for her. We got to make sure that we, we tell the husband he has to give her a ksubah. Another story. Ha'id Nachman. This woman came in front of Rav Nachman. Again, why would she come in front of Rav Nachman? She wanted a divorce with a ksubah. She wants to be paid out. She said, My my husband can't have kids. I want to. Omar Law, God. Don't worry about it. You have no mitzvah to have kids anyway. Omar Le, she said, What's well, going to happen when I have a cane in my hand and I'm six feet under and somebody needs to shovel? I need children. I need, I need, a, I need people to care for me. Omar, Kiho. With a statement like this, we should force the husband to give her aksuba. Another story. Yehuda and Chizkiah were twins. This is, don't ask me how this is possible scientifically. Apparently it is. I wonder if there's some, some uh, studies done on this, but here's what happened. Yehuda and Chizkiah were twins. One came out after seven months was completely formed and was born after seven months. The twin took nine months to complete. And this was obviously a very painful two months for the mother. Yehudas, the daughter of Rebchia, she's the one who was the mother over here. This was, it was very, very hard for her. It was very, very painful. Shanoi, mana. She she changed out of her clothing. She basically she dressed up like it was Purim. Yeah, okay, you couldn't recognize her. She came to her, she came to her husband, who didn't recognize the wife. Okay, Umran, She said, "It's some period Is a woman obligated in period verivya? Am I obligated to have children? Amr, says no. It's a man's obligation, not a woman's. So she went and she drank um, a potion to make her a birth control. Make her unable to have children anymore. After this, these twins were born. Afterwards, he found out that it was his wife. He yeah. said, uh, If only we would have had... More sets of children. Now, what do you mean, more sets? So, the should point out here, she already had a set of twin girls. <coughs> now she had a set of twin boys, and he was saying that you know he's basically uh, lamenting the reality. Damar <speaking in Hebrew> Mar, because the Tana taught us Yehuda v'chizkiyachet Yehuda were brothers, and Pazi v'tavi the girls' names were Pazi and Tavi. Achvasa, they were sisters, and that's why he said, "Oh, we would have had a wombful." Bottom line is. And we're going to hold it here, we're on the top of tomorrow's dot. Bottom line is, says the Gemara, a woman does not have a of a v'reviyah. We want to, what's the p'sak We had a machlokas in the mishnah. A woman has no obligation. Despite the fact she, she has no obligation, it seems that if a woman really desires, for valid, important reasons, to have children, we are going to go to the husband and say, listen, tzaddik, you know, it's, as long as you know it's, it's on the husband being infertile and it's not on her... Say, listen, Zadik, you got to give her a go. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. Have a wonderful evening. B'shem tomorrow. To finish off the parak. Same time, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful evening.